Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In fashion, there's a lot of talk about innovation and technological advancements. But when it comes to efficiency gains from technology, the industry has actually been very slow to progress. Apparel design and production tends to be a long stepwise process, which slows down workflows and makes it harder to meet demand. Technology, however, holds the potential to provide significant efficiency and productivity gains by enhancing the workflow of the apparel value chain. I'm Lauren Parker from Sourcing Journal, and I'm here with Bill Wilcox, founder and president of fashion design software Clothing Tech, who has a lot to say on this subject as he's worked in other and more automated industries before bringing his expertise to the world of fashion. This is Clothing Tech's third fireside in a four-part series. And in the first two sessions, we explored the what and the how of 3D garment design and automation. And in this session, we'll look more at the why. Bill, welcome. It's a pleasure to be here, Lauren. Nice to see you again. Now, let's start with a real macro view. What's happening in fashion right now, and what are some of the opportunities that you're seeing? So it's interesting to me, coming from an outsider perspective, that this is a huge industry. It's approaching $2 trillion. I mean, it really is a, a, a massive industry, apparel and fashion. Volumes are increasing uh, in the last 25 years with producing twice as many clothes as before. But there's a lot of sort of systemic problems in the industry, one of it, which is overproduction. We, we are producing more garments than are actually consumed. So there's a lot of waste in the industry. So from an efficiency perspective, that's one of the things that stuck at, stood out really uh, strongly is that there's a lot of waste. And where would you say these problems exist the most? So we've looked at this and tried to sort of review the industry. And one of the problems is just the idea, the concept, if you will, uh, to the consumer, that time frame from, you know, the, the designer's idea of a, of a garment and the person actually buying it, that is just takes too long for the with the level of complexity of the product that it is. And the other is the production is manual and prioritizes large batch runs. So they're making like 100,000 of a garment instead of 5,000 of a garment because it's more efficient for them to produce in large numbers. And the problem is then you have to guess at what how many you're going to sell instead of producing as you go. Right, and you can never really guesstimate exactly how much you need. Right, and, and in this case, uh, you know, because you're, taking this long time on one year, you're really trying to decide how many of a garment you're going to produce way early compared to what, you know, you don't really know what consumer demand is going to be. So there's a lot of guesstimates. What other industries would you say offer strong examples of speed and efficiency? And what could the fashion industry learn from them? So uh, almost all other industries are, are more automated. So it's, it's easy to pick some, but uh, if some come to mind that I've worked in extensively is automotive and, and electronics. Uh, both uh, if you walk into a, a car production factory or a car uh, 
assembly plant, uh, all of these, uh, or electronics like a Foxconn factory where they produce the iPhones, all of these things are full of robots and, and uh, automation. So these are industries that have learned how to, and, and the lessons that they've learned in those industries is that they have to rigorously define their product and standardize. Those two things are important because you have so many moving parts, so many things that you have to communicate, not with another expert who understands what you're talking about, but with a stupid robot, which doesn't understand anything. And so you have to really be very specific and very detailed. So, uh, and it's interesting to me that a typical car design cycle is, um, is two years to design a car, which has about 30,000 components. A typical garment design cycle is six months. A car with 30,000 components is uh, in two years, and a garment is typically less than 50 components. The complexity level of 30,000 to 50 is is dramatic, yet uh, the time it takes is two years to six years, so one-fourth of the time. So if we were to, if the fashion industry to remove at the speed of the auto industry, it would take one and a half day to design and, and uh, prepare a garment for production. So, Bill, what are fashion brands doing to modernize and become more efficient? Yeah, this has been a discussion through the industry for the last five or six years at least and probably longer. And uh, it's really interesting that the main focus has been on digital product creations, starting to try to create products digitally. Millions of dollars have been spent and it seems to have become kind of an end of it in itself. It's like, oh, we, we started on this road and it's, this is the future. And so we have to do it. But I think it's time to step back and ask, what was the goal? You know, why did we do this? And the real reason was efficiency. We wanted to be faster. We wanted to, to, you know, be uh, low, lower cost, less, uh, more sustainable and so forth. The speed to market. But if you ask yourself, are we more efficient? Are we faster in speed to market? Have we reduced overproduction? We haven't talked to a single brand that has adjusted their design calendar in a meaningful way, meaning they're still starting to design the season at the same dates as before. They're just doing a little bit more work in some ways, a little less in other ways. But it hasn't really moved the needle very much in terms of overall efficiency, speed to market, reducing overproduction, or any of those things. How can clothing tech help fulfill this, these efficiency promises that the fashion industry has been chasing? Yeah, so we feel very strongly that the way that products are designed and, and, and garments are produced is, is going to have to change. And our vision is to help that, to, to put us in a position to lead that charge. And so most of the what we call 3D fashion design software, when we're talking about digital product creation, it's really 2D design software with 3D visualization. It requires a linear, linear process of roles. And so all of these 3D softwares are not really 3D. There's nothing 3D. It's 3D visualization. Our concept was to design first in 3D, where, where the designer is actually interacting with the 3D garment from the very beginning. There's never a time when you don't have a 3D garment when you're talking about a new style. And you're adjusting a garment with using a very simple approach and using some expert systems to help uh, guide it. And all of that is happening uh, where the designer can see the results of their change in seconds. So our concept really does allow a brand to design a garment in a day and a half, which is if you take the speed of automotive and, and divide it out and by component and apply it to the fashion industry, it should take a day and a half to design a garment. 
So it's like you took that formula and kind of backed into it with your with your technology. And certainly speed is of the utmost importance. So how can designing in 3D really improve speed and efficiency for the entire workflow? But that needs to be done in advance in a general way that can be applied across multiple garment styles. So a, po- a pocket, like a shirt pocket, is going to be the same whether it's this shirt or that shirt or something else. Maybe the shape will change, but the assembly process, the, the details of the garment are the same. So we want the des- technical designer to do their work. Yeah, so truly designing in 3D, not pattern making, you know, 2D visualizing in 3D, but actually designing on a 3D garment. It's a dynamic and it's a very nonlinear process because we take the work of the technical designer and reuse it over and over again. We put it up front so we don't have to wait on a technical designer. The same thing with the pattern maker. We have the blocks already, so we start with a block and we don't have to wait on the pattern maker. So all of those things make it so that it's substantially faster. The pattern maker doesn't isn't involved in this process. The designer can just say, I want it to be a little bit more flowing. I want it to be a little bit more tight. I want it to be longer. I want it, and they don't have to know a thing about pattern making. And because we're already in 3D, we don't have to wait on a 3D sample maker because we have the sample as we go. It's always there. So the entire workflow becomes really... Uh, dramatically faster. What about um, production on demand? We know is is a very efficient way to produce things. Can you give us maybe a brand example of this? Yeah. So uh, everybody loves to sort of hate on Shein, but uh, because they are fast fashion, and that's uh, not uh, somehow is, is is wrong. I don't have an opinion about that part of it. What I do like about them is their efficiency. They only produce what customers buy. They if they see a, a trend in, uh, going and somebody wants that uh, garment that's selling well, they'll immediately jump in and produce that garment or something similar to it in a similar style and have it available in a matter of a couple of weeks. And if it doesn't sell well, they don't produce it. So everything that they produce is going to a customer. Now, you can argue with their quality and all those things. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the idea of production on demand is a very powerful one in terms of reducing waste, which is essentially what efficiency is. Uh, so if we can somehow get to that point where we can see what the trends are closer, so we're not one year out, but we're now three months out, and we're saying, okay, let's create a garment like that and have it produced and into stores in three months, then it's sufficient. You're going to be able to estimate the demand for that much better than you would if you were uh, trying to do it a year earlier or six months earlier. And if you produce it in small batches, you you just you ensure that you're not going to ever have to discount because you'll sell what you have. And if you don't, you haven't lost that much. You don't have that many to throw out. Exactly. Now, Bill, looking ahead, what do you see in the future of clothing tech? Lauren, I absolutely loved coming to work every day. Mm-hmm. I, I just there's so much uh, new to invent and talk about and work with the team and we are continuing to continue working building these tools that really make a difference. That we're not talking about taking efficiency from one level to maybe five percent improvement, which is kind of where we're at with DPC. We've made some small improvements with DPC, but after five years, it's not nearly enough to justify all of the hoopla around it. What we what we want to do is take that idea but actually make it efficient where it actually reduces the amount of time and it allows us to reduce overproduction, allows us to 
design quicker, all of those things, the original goals of DPC. And so we're going to work on those tools that actually make a difference where brands can be nimble and offer their customers only what they want to purchase, which is the definition of efficiency. And we'll all strive to the, the day and a half garment production cycle, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Bill, it's always a pleasure to chat with you, but we are unfortunately out of time. To our viewers, stay tuned for Clothing Tech's episode four coming out in November. And we will actually hear more from Bill on a panel at our fall summit on November 2nd. So looking forward to that. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.